Hello, greetings, salutations, Mazel Tov, and all of that jazz. Uh, this is PTWPE, probably the worst podcast ever. The tagline is no one is even listening, even though I've actually got a growing audience thanks to you folks sharing and listening to my page. Um, right now, I actually have a brilliant mind here that I'm going to pick. Uh, his name is Umar Amid of No Limit Selling Podcast, a neuralistic programming specialist and a mindset coach who helps specialize in teaching salespeople and uh, leaders become more awesome versions of themselves. So uh, go ahead and uh, just describe to me what made you uh, bring about this journey for yourself, sir. So before we do that, first off, Bobby, thank you so much for having me on the show. And before we started recording, uh, you had mentioned that, you know, when you started to where you are right now, you're so much better. And I'd made the comment, yes, Bobby, but you suck compared to where you're going to be a year from now. And I was doing that tongue in cheek, but really, uh, there's a better version of me in here. And there's a better version of you in there. And dear viewers and listeners, there's a better version of you there. And the question is, if that is true, what stops us from achieving that level of greatness? And that's what I've devoted my life to is, A, what stops us from being freaking fantastic? And B, how can we take charge of the only thing we control in the entire world, which is our mindset? And that's the pretty much the only thing that doesn't come with an owner's manual. Yeah. So that's my life's work. So happy to be here with you guys and, uh, and chatting about, you know, how we get better, stronger, faster. That that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to learning how to do, and it's a day-to-day -day struggle um, from the time I wake up. I think, um, oh f, how am I going to get through the day? But as the day goes, and you know, you keep going through it, you're just like, oh f, what was I even worried about to begin with? Oh, absolutely, and I think uh, uh, so. Before we leave today, I'm going to show you a kick-ass, amazing technique that's gonna get you to feel even better, stronger, faster, literally in a matter of minutes. And that's a tool that you guys, listeners, and you, Bobby, can use anytime, anywhere to just amp up your game and it's gonna be showing you how to take charge of your mindset. So don't let me forget that. Uh, so when we started this program, you had asked, you know, Umar, what made you give up your job and start helping people as your prime motivation? And what really did that was uh, when I was about 13, 14, my mom uh, committed suicide. Oh. And at that point, I kind of shut down emotionally, but somewhere deep within me, it was this thought that I should have been there with her. If I was there, I could have helped her, even though I didn't have the tools to do it. But I made it my life's mission that, hey, if I could have helped her get a stronger mindset, that wouldn't have happened. And when I look around me and I look at all the people that I know, I kind of go, you know, Janet could be a freaking rock star. I can see greatness within her, but she can't see it in herself. Like if I could help her do that, that would be amazing. Because when Janet reaches to a much higher level of presence and being, uh, what she does is two things. Number one, she makes, builds a happier, more fulfilling life for her, but more importantly, she gives permission to the people around her to go on that journey as well. And that's our duty to the people around us is to be the best version of ourselves because it shows them that they can do it too. And when we live smaller lives, number one, we reduce who we are as human beings. We play a smaller game, 
but we also uh, demotivate people around us so they stay stuck in complacency and not shine in in the glory that they were always meant to be. Right. So it's like being content with yourself and mediocrity is kind of a trap. For us and the people around us, like uh, if you, a lot of times people won't do shit for themselves. It's like, you know, oh, well, you know, but if it's like you're doing this for the people around you, people will do heroic things for other people more so than themselves. Mm -hmm. We think we're selfish and in some ways we are, but in a larger way, you take a dad, it's like, uh, can you come up with $20,000 to do something? It's like, no, your kid needs a kidney. I can come up with $200,000. Like we do amazing things for other people around us. And I think if we realize that when we live a smaller life, uh, we're making the world smaller too. And so I think that's what I want to do is to show people how to take charge of this, their mindset. So it allows them to shine and also they help all the people around them as well. And it is, it is uh, really beneficial to just be a better person for not only yourself but other people just definitely see it and it rubs off like um happiness is contagious other people somehow end up seeing that and, and get jealous of it but um a lot of times when you see somebody being happy and being that the person that they are it is definitely inspiring for you to to find out what it is that you need to do in your niche and things like that so one of the questions I get asked a lot is, you know, so if living a better life, living a more happier life, living a more successful life, if that's, you know, something we really want, then why the frick are so many people not doing that? And here's why. Like every single behavior that you do, that I do, dear listener that you do, uh, has a result. And we can look at the results and if we're not getting the results we want, we go, oh, this behavior is not giving me the results that I want. Oh, what can I do differently? You know what? There's workshops out there for that. You know what? There's books out there. You know what? There's YouTube out there. There's a million resources to show you what to do differently. But most people don't make the change and that is where the rub is, right? And here's why they don't make the change. Because underneath every single behavior that counts, is a belief in our unconscious that controls it. And this belief is like a black hole of gravity, the strongest force in the universe that locks that behavior in place. So no matter how much we want to change it, we can't. And once in a while we get inspired and we do change it, but because we didn't address the underlying belief, the gravity is so strong that we go back to that old way of being pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is you've probably got friends, Bobby, that have gone to a workshop or a seminar or Tony Robbins and they go, oh my God, I'm going to change my life. It's going to be amazing. And they do change for a day, a week, a month. Mm -hmm. And then they go back to their old way because they didn't address the underlying belief. And that's uh, the fundamentals of who we are, are the beliefs that we hold. The only problem is they're in the unconscious and not in the conscious mind. Because if you had a belief that, uh, you know, uh, I'm worthless and you'd go, well, that doesn't make any sense. I want to get rid of that. But when it goes in the unconscious, then you're just aware of the symptoms and you, there's an opportunity to go do something and on the way there, you'd rather do something that's much easier to do or you talk yourself out of it or that negative voice comes up. So we're not even aware of the belief, we're just aware of the symptoms. 
And that's what we need to do is to train people how to take charge of this so they can build a fabulous, amazing life because that's what they deserve. So how do you get rid of that negative psyche? So there's several ways to do that. One of the ways is to nearly die. Um, and I literally mean that. Like sometimes you hear about somebody that's in a, almost in a plane crash or they got in an auto crash or, or something, or it was just a near miss. But something in that experience is like, holy shit, why have I been living a smaller life? I don't need to do that anymore. And they go, something you see more prevalent is this, is that you've got someone that comes on the door of death and you might call it cancer. Mm -hmm. They get to the state in cancer and let me pop quiz, Bobby. Okay. When somebody gets better from cancer, what do they call that? They call it re remission. Think of the words there. We don't use language accidentally. Uh, we got mission and it's remission. We got a new mission in life. And you get somebody that comes to death's door with cancer. And the question is this, do they get better? And then they go, wait a minute, I'm not going to focus on, you know, being a slave to the clock. I'm going to write a book or I'm going to go with my family or whatever. Or do they get that thought first? That I'm going to let the rat race go and I'm going to focus on this and then they get better. I'm not sure what the answer to that question is, but they're so damn close is that sometimes a near-death experience is where we just change our thinking. And I like that for two reasons. Number one, it proves to you, it proves to me that change is possible and change happens like that. It's not the two years of cancer. What happens is the two years of cancer and then one Tuesday afternoon they had a thought in the head. It's like, why am I worrying about this bullshit? Okay. When I should be loving my family and all of a sudden it changes their world and they get better and they move on. That happened in a moment. So change happens in a moment. And that proves to you and I that that's possible. So if, if we're going along and we come to this change point, granted, near-death experience with a car accident or a cancer or whatever, but our body and our mind change in a moment. And what that means is that we don't need to go down that experience. If we could get to that moment, that change point, we could change today. So I'll give you an example. Uh, this guy called me up. He heard me speak uh, probably about two and a half years ago, three years ago. And he looked me up uh, about a month ago. And he said, hey, Umar, I heard you speak over there. I'm a realtor. And uh, I don't want to pick up the telephone and make those calls to do prospecting. I say, hey, what's going on? He says, I'm always thinking, what if I say the wrong thing? What if they ask me a question I don't know? And I'm in my head and I'll do anything to avoid the telephone. And so in our first session, we figured out that there was a part of his psyche that knew he could do this task uh, masterfully. And there was another part of him that was saying that nobody wants to listen to you. And these two parts of his mind were fighting each other. No one wants to listen to you. I can do this. You can't make calls and talk to strangers if you've got this thought that you can't, no one wants to listen to you. So in the first session we resolved it and he reported back that the very next day he was on the phone making the calls and it's been a month now and he's making calls every single day without the stress or anxiety. And that's what's possible with applied neuroscience. You can go in and figure out what's got you stuck and then change the belief around that and it changes your world. And that's what I want to do is I want to evangelize that change is possible for you, Bobby, for you, dear listeners, for me, that we deserve it. And now we have the technology to be able to do that, create change that's quick, lasting and change that makes a different difference in your life. 
Are you talking about like actual technology or the technology inside your brain or both? It's about the same thing. So uh, take uh, so I use uh, a lot of techniques. Some of them from the world of uh, hypnosis, okay. uh, neuro linguistic programming, and a bunch of other methodologies. And the trick that I use is this: is that hold that thought. I'm going to go to another thought altogether and come back to okay. this. So we have beliefs that define who we are, and we have anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 beliefs that define who you are as a human being, who I am. And from those beliefs, we create a model of the world, how we think the world works. And there's people that you talk to, Bobby, that you go, you know, hey, you could start a podcast, and they're like, okay, but in their worldview, there's no freaking way I could ever do that. Because it's not in their model of the world. Even though they may want to, they won't do anything about it, or they'll try and do it and do it badly and give up too too early too soon. So beliefs create a model of the world and the model of the world creates our behaviors and our behaviors give us our results. So when I work with someone, my superpower, don't tell the authorities by the way, <laughs> this is a secret. My superpower is to create an extremely safe space between me and the person I'm working with. And when I create that safe space, the person lets their guards down and they tell me exactly what's going on. And then I have to figure out what's their model of the world. And if their model of the world does not include hypnosis, I will not use that. If their model of the world is, I don't believe in any of that touchy feely stuff. I believe in this, then I will alter what I'm doing to align with their model of the world. Because if I don't do that, what happens is you, Bobby, me, everyone else has a death grip on their reality. If you and I were in the same room, I bet you it would take you uh, 10 minutes to yank this pen out of my fist because I would fight you for it. So my goal is when I align with their model of the world is I get them to loosen their grip on their reality then I can easily take the pen out. And so what I do is figure out what their model of the world is and then figure out what methodology to use to create change. So I'll give you a couple of examples of what change is possible for us. Did you know that uh, there's a, a group of people out there that have multiple personalities? Yes. I mean, that's... Did you know that the same body in personality one can be allergic to strawberries, they'll break out in hives, and the other personality can eat strawberries without any issue whatsoever? Just think about that. It's the same body, it's just a different personality, and one is allergic to strawberries and the other one is not. I mean that this is a magical thing that we have that our mind is so powerful that it can create things. So I'll give you another example uh, to then let you respond to that is that you've got a uh, uh, Janet. Janet is a wonderful lady and she's 37 years old and one spring she walks out of her apartment maybe the 10th day of spring and all of a sudden she has hay fever hay fever and allergies come up, runny nose, runny eyes. Uh, it's like, oh, just a miserable time. What happened? There was just as much pollen the day before, and there was just as much pollen in all her 37 years, but that particular day, her body decided that pollen is dangerous, and it created a histamine response. You can have a kid that's allergic to milk, that can't drink milk, and then they become two years, three months, four days old and all of a sudden they can drink milk, there's no allergic response and their body that labeled milk dangerous all of a sudden labeled it safe. So 
Isn't that amazing? What do you think about that? I've, Hypnosis and allergies, that we do that. It's reality, right? I've, I've gone through changes like that, and it's just, I find it crazy. But, I, I mean, I think I'm a little crazy, too. <laughs> but it, it's it's real, though, and it, it's, it's something that uh, is just kind of mind-blowing on, like, one day I can be cutting onions at work. And the onions don't really bother me. But every other day when I'm cutting onions at work, it's it's waterworks and I've got snot running down my nose. And I'm trying really hard yeah. not to even breathe or anything. So I've got to take like six breaks just to cut these onions. And I've got to blow my nose and wash my hands and, and step away from the food. So that way I'm not trying to cross-contaminate or anything like that, of course. But it just, one meaning, one small task uh and it's not even that hard it's just the the reaction to it and what my brain does that makes it difficult so just imagine if you had the ability to do that on purpose that you could do that task and decide to be okay and another day you could do that task and decide to have all these bodily functions just release what they're doing which is like super complex so we do that accidentally unconsciously and what I want to bring to the world is what if we could do that consciously what if we could decide how we wanted to show up in life how we wanted to wake up so let me ask you okay. a question Bobby for the average person and maybe you uh, this 365 days a year and a quarter out of those 365 days how many days do you wake up in the morning where you just feel freaking fantastic you just know today is going to be a magical day i'm going to get a yes from everybody i talk to uh how many days out of 365 do you have that are magical days like that uh probably enough to count on both hands uh it's just my mindset yeah so not as many as we like mm -hmm. and then if we were thinking uh about days that are like totally crap it's just we wake up and uh, we just can't muster the energy. Uh, people pick up a vibe from us. Uh, would you say it'd be, f how many days would that be? Would that be a couple of hands full or more or less? What do you think? It, again, it's just kind of a mindset thing. Um, like I feel like attitudes are contagious and a lot of times mine's not always the best when I start socializing with people. So I'm going to show you a technique how to do that. But for most people, they'll say maybe double the super awesome days in the negative days, maybe triple. So maybe 15 or 30 days where they just don't feel the magic. And the rest of the days, the other 300 days, is an average day. Okay. But what if you could decide how you wanted to show up in life, that you could just switch it on. And one of the ways to do that is to take a look at your self-esteem. So if I was asking you, Bobby, and dear listeners, what's your level of self-esteem right now at this very moment on a scale of zero, meaning no self-esteem, to 100, which is like you're a Disney character at the end of the movie, winning the day for everyone. Uh, Bobby, what's your level of self-esteem right now from zero to 100 in this moment? I mean, as of now, you know, I, I'm kind of the host of my own podcast. I'm, I'm doing a lot of big things and helping a lot of folks. So right now, I'm, I'm pushing probably about 75 on my self-esteem level. Okay, 75. So let me take you through a thought experiment, and I'll show you how to change your level of self-esteem. Are you ready to go on the journey? Absolutely. All right, dear it. listeners, whatever number you came up with, just jot it down on a piece of paper. We're going to remember for Bobby is 75. So, Bobby, uh, the New York Times has decided to write an article about you. 
And so your friends say, oh my God, that's going to be, that's such an honor. You should be ready for that uh, interview. So you go into this room that's divided into with a glass wall. And you're sitting on one side of the room at a chair, at a table with a tablet of paper and a pen, and you're writing your accomplishments all the way back to when you were in kindergarten. Those macaroni necklaces that your parents <laughs> were so proud of, uh, things you did in elementary school, maybe school projects or sports or the chess club, things you did in high school for the church, for your siblings, things you did for your parents that you're proud of. As you think about all those things in college, what you do for work, what you do for your family, as you're writing those accomplishments, the essence of who you are, Bobby, your soul steps out of your body and it floats through the glass wall and you're standing on the other side of the glass wall watching yourself write your accomplishments on the other side of the room. And when you're doing that, uh, dear listeners and Bobby, think of someone in your life, Bobby, that loves you very much or values you highly. When you have that person in mind, just lift up your hand so I know you got that person in mind. Uh, do you have that person, Bobby? Yeah. Good. As you're standing there as soul, looking through the glass wall at you writing your accomplishments, have that person that you're thinking of, the person that loves you very much, values you highly, standing next to you, looking at you write your accomplishments on the other side of the room. And since you're a spirit, you can step into their body. And when you do that, for the first time, you can see yourself through their loving eyes. Really get a good sense of how they see you. And then you can listen to their thoughts about you, how much they love you, how much they care about you, and really absorb that. And then finally, since you're inside their body, I want you to just feel the depth of their emotions for you. And when you've got all three, you can see how they see you, you can hear what they think about you, and you can feel the depth of their emotions. You step out of their body, you go through that glass wall, and go back to where you're listening to me right now and step back into your body. When you do that, it changes things, right? And when you think about your level of self-esteem, that number's changed. What has the number changed to, Bobby? That's about a good 90. Yeah. And that simple little technique that we did for a couple of minutes is just a, a glimpse of how you can take charge of your mindset and just start changing things. That when you do that, it changes the world around you. And that's been... That's my life's mission is to teach people how to take charge of their mindset. And I'm doing a few things that if you'd like to talk about on how to do that and how to get people to become better, stronger, faster. So a, a lot of what you just uh, kind of explained, it sounds like um, meditation is very important. Uh, mm -hmm. And that, that stepping out of yourself, that sounds kind of like a little bit of astral projection. A little bit. Absolutely. A little bit. And, and it does kind of... I, I am so far out of practice with that because I, I used to um, study several different theologies and try and see what positivity I could take from every little bit of, uh, of religion and, and positive experiences that other people have had. And, and uh, I, I stopped doing that somewhere down the line. And it's kind of really important to, uh, to be able to actually meditate and, and to be able to see the kind of person that you are from outside of yourself and outside of your own eyes so that that what you just stated Absolutely. it really does kind of help to even just sit here okay bobby this is your homework you are going to meditate for just 10 minutes every morning for the rest of the week do you take that challenge 
I'm I can definitely try to do that. That's so, challenge you know, accepted. I'm not, uh, <laughs> excellent. So, dear listeners, if you want to learn how to meditate, I'll show you the simplest way to meditate. Uh, the only thing you truly control in this world, absolutely and immediately, is your breath. Like right now, you could stop breathing if you wanted to, or you could take a deep breath, or you could take a shallow breath, or whatever, right? So one of the easiest ways to meditate is to just go to a silent space. Closing your eyes is better than not, but you can leave them open if you want. And all you need to do is to just monitor the breath coming in through your nose. And when you, when you breathe in, just notice the coolness around your nostrils as the breath comes in. And when you exhale, feel the warmth on your nostrils as you breathe out. And just focus on that alone. And just breathe in, breathe out, notice the coolness, notice the warmth. And if a thought comes in, which they will, thoughts like this is stupid, just acknowledge it and go, it certainly is. And then just focus on breathing. Or I need to get uh, milk today. Just notice it and just let it go. And if thoughts come in, it's perfectly fine. That's part of the process. And just do that. So nothing complicated, no chanting, no pointing to the West, just breathing you've been doing it since you were born pretty much right. every moment in your life and that's it because focusing on the breathing what it allows it gives your mind something to do something to focus on and then it quietens down the mind Ta-da! that's that's easy that's the easiest way to meditate that i've ever heard or learned and you can get more advanced as you go but uh, oftentimes you don't need to so just think about a sports team any sport that you like Hockey, I happen to be in Canada, we have to say hockey, we get kicked out of the country. Uh, <laughs> football, whatever. When a team does badly, they fire the coach. Guess what happens? The new coach comes in. Do you know what the new coach says in the first interview? You know what? We, know that we need to go back to the basics. Always, always, always. <laughs> yeah. And there's a truth in that. So this is the most basic form of meditation. You could do this for the rest of your life. And you can also learn more complicated things if that makes you happy. And it should. But... Don't discount the basics. That's where, uh, that's where awesomeness is. I think uh, Bruce Lee said, "I don't fear the man that knows ten thousand kicks. I fear the man that's practiced one kick ten thousand times." Right. It, 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 that's how you get masterful at something is, is practice and routine. Brilliant. So I've got a good news coming up really, really soon. I've got a new app coming out. It's called Mindset Boosters. Uh, let me give a little plug. Oh my God, there's a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> and what it does is it's got Umar in a box. And so it's got 50 or 60 tracks in it. And they're designed to change the way you feel, not tomorrow, today. So for example, if you've just been rejected, uh, let's say you're a salesperson and you lost this really big deal. It can bum you out for the afternoon, it can bum you out for the week, it can bum you out for the month, or it can throw you off your game for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Listen to the track, Rejection Proof, and literally it'll get you to rebound in six minutes, and you'll let go of all the negativity, and you'll be ready to move forward immediately. But I'll share one track with you, which I'm really proud of, is people come home from work, and they're with their family physically, but mentally they're checked out because they're still at work, thinking about whatever they need to do. So what this track does is called Letting Go of Work. Somebody pulls into the driveway and before they go in the house, they listen to that track. And what it does is it removes the anxiety from the day. And then it gets them to 
fully re-experience the first time they fell in love. When you first fell in love with the loved one, whether it was two years ago or 23 years ago, there was a good element of lust in there as well. Mm -hmm. Then you get to re-experience that fully and completely. And then you walk into the house with this loving energy around you. And even the dog can tell you're fully present in a wholly different way of being. And so that's what I want to give to the world is control over this. And one of the ways to do that is this app, because then you don't have to think about it. All you need to know is if I need help, it's in the palm of my hand. And uh, that makes me happy that I can impact so many people and uh, help them uh, live better lives. That's, that is pretty awesome. I actually was looking into uh, your Mindset Boosters app. Is that available on the store on Google Play or...? It's uh, the Android version hopefully is the final beta gets released today or tomorrow and then we'll get it up there by the end of the week but I'll send you a message when it's ready to go and uh, uh, Bobby any other questions I can address for you before we get back to reality um I've got a list here to be honest oh good <laughs> go for it okay so uh, in one of your podcasts on no limit selling uh, you talk a lot about overcoming fear and uh, fight or flight and how that's no longer necessity in the way of life. And, and uh, like when we're reached, uh, when we, excuse me, when we are faced with adversity that we feel like is uh, uh, beyond our capabilities, we stop and we freeze. And some of us are riddled with anxiety and stress and all of the negativity just kind of comes up right there. Um, how can somebody go ahead and just stop that process and just do rather than to want to run? Sure. That's brilliant. So uh, thank you for bringing that up. That's a great question. So we've all heard of deer in the headlights, right? Mm -hmm. So we had this flight or flight mechanism that saved your ancestors uh, all the way up a hundred generations or 500 generations or whatever. If they didn't have that flight or flight response uh, and they had to think about it, there's a tiger. It's like, oh, it looks like a tiger. I wonder if it's friendly. You would have been, he would have been dead and you yeah. wouldn't be born because your ancestors died. So it's a, a super important mechanism. The only problem is that when your boss calls you into his office or you're at a group meeting and they go, well, are you doing your job okay? We go into that fight or flight response. Or you see a pretty girl across uh, the bar and you go, I want to go say hi, but then all of a sudden it's like, Ugh. So the yeah. first part of fight or flight is freeze. And the freeze response there uh, is to figure out whether we should fight like hell or run like hell. But fear is coming up there, right? What is fear? Fear is when you're at your freaking best, what happens on the fight or flight is this, is that, hey, my ability to have uh, cat-like reflexes, like right now I'm slow, but if it was like some danger, I'd get lightning reflexes. So you get the best reflexes you ever have is in fight or flight. You have adrenaline flowing through your body. So you have got the energy you need to fight like hell or run like hell. You got cortisol. So if I get injured during this altercation, I don't feel the pain. I can still run or fight. Uh, what it allows me to do is to just be a beast in that moment and what we've been trained to do is when fight or flight comes up fear comes up we shut down because we've been trained when fear comes up pull back and protect 
just at the very moment when our biological being is at the strongest and the best. So this is what I would do. Step one, when fear comes up, notice that you have fear. How do you notice you have fear? Let me show you, Bobby. Uh, think of a time where you had fear come up. It could have been uh, while you were driving or seeing somebody that you wanted to talk to and you, or it could have been whatever. Is there a moment in your life when you felt fear that you can remember a specific moment? Um, honestly, uh, I, this is this podcast uh, with interviews and guests is new to me. So I kind of I, I have fear. Feel that sometimes? Yeah, just about every time I try and I meet a new person. So so think about one of those meetings uh could have been my podcast or somebody else think of a specific one before you went live and when you felt the fear can you think of a specific person yeah actually my last podcast with miss gail okay so just before you got on with miss gail or when you started talking with miss gail when the fear came up i want you to take a deep breath and i want you to go back to that moment and i want you to see whatever you saw it could have been the computer in front of you uh whatever you saw see now hear whatever you heard your inner thoughts about what's going to happen and the fear and when you do those two things you get to re-experience the fear where in your body do you feel that fear because you're probably kind of in my gut <laughs> right so just notice it and pay attention to it and dear listener do the same thing and go okay i know what that feels like and so you start training your body that step one notice where the fear is and if you go okay that's what it feels like your mind's going to go okay i got it so as soon as you feel the fear i want you to do step two Step two is take a deep breath. And it just resets for a moment. Is the fear gone? No. But it shows you, it proves to you, control one thing. All the rest of the mm -hmm. world is out of your control, but that one thing you can control. Step three is to say, okay, what's the smallest, I mean molecule level thing I could do to move forward in the right direction? And it could be I could smile, even though I don't really feel it. Or it could be I could switch on the computer. Or it could be I could take one step forward. Whatever that thing is, you do that one smallest thing. And when you do that smallest thing, then you got momentum. And when you got momentum, you can do the next smallest thing. And that's the way you get out of the uh, the flight part and you get into the fight part. Of course, you're not going to piss punch Miss Gale in the face, but <laughs> you are going to be gracious and talk to her, right? Right. And so, look on YouTube, dear listeners. Go on YouTube and watch this. Uh, you see these uh, jumbo jets, 777s, that weigh, you know, a million gazillion pounds on the runway, lashed down on the runway when there's a hurricane. You know what happens? Because the airfoil is when the airplane's like jetting down the runway, there's a difference in pressure from above the wing to below the wing and you get flight. When they are parked and there's a hurricane, the winds are so strong that they create lift and they lift up a jumbo freaking jet. They have to lash it down so it doesn't top over topple over and break and the reason I mention that is this is that fear comes up you're stuck you notice the fear and you go oh, first thing I need to do is take a breath what's the smallest thing I need to do and you start getting momentum down the runway and when you do the next thing and the next thing before you know it you got enough lift that you lift up from the fear and you start just talking to Miss Gale and having a nice conversation which you probably ended up doing anyway Right. This removes fear really, really quickly. Step one, notice the fear. Step two, take a breath. Step three, figure out what the smallest thing is. Do it. Then the next thing and the next thing and the doing of those small little tasks. If it was like impress Miss Gale, it's like, holy crap, I can't do that. She's like a notable. Blah, blah, blah. But it was like 
just uh, have warmth in your voice when you say hello. Uh, listen more uh, focused to her. You can do those small little things, and just the doing those makes the fear go away, and before you know it, you're doing it, you're down the runway, you're taking off, and Miss Gale goes, man, this guy's freaking amazing, Bobby. I hope I don't disappoint him, and then she's got the beer. But anyway, <laughs> we'll check in with her, see if that happened. <laughs> well, I plan on having having a lot of my guests uh, repeat and, and, you know, build our rapport, so, like, I would love to speak with you more in the future, I've got a lot sure. that I want to pick your brain. I, I want my listeners to have questions that they want to want me to forward to you. So it's just it, it's just a kind of a, a learning experience and building connection with everybody I possibly can, and stepping out of that comfort zone and, and letting go of that fear. Brilliant, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And if anybody wants to reach me, uh, you're gonna put all the stuff in the show notes. But uh, basically, the easiest URL is mindsetboosters.com and uh, thanks so much for having me on the show of course sir thank you so much we'll uh, definitely do this another time and I greatly appreciate you having me okay cheers cheers has anybody seen my pocket but never mind I'm just gonna go ahead and get a new one from adamandeve.com at adamandeve.com you get 50% off plus free shipping. That's 50% off that That's Not a Flashlight, or the Leave the Cucumber in the Kitchen, Karen, and even the Flavored Rub One Out. PTWPE listeners will get 50% off almost any item. Just use code PTWPE at checkout, and you'll get 50% off. But wait, that's not all. You'll also get three bonus items and six movies for free, plus free shipping. And of course, all will be packaged and sent discreetly for free. Spice up your life and get your lover that swing that's not for kids, or even that blindfold for when you pull that switcheroo on an unsuspecting partner. They're getting theirs. So get yours. Go to adamandeve.com, select any one item, use code PTWPE, that is PTWPE. This is an exclusive offer for this podcast, so be sure to support the show and use this code PTWPE to get not just the 50% off, but also 100% free shipping. Code PTWPE. Go to adamandeve.com right now. Probably the worst podcast ever is brought to you by Tonor Microphones, found on Amazon. The Tonor Q9 microphone is the one that I am currently using, and it actually delivers a nice and crisp, clean sound. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes where I didn't have a microphone to go ahead and record with, then you could definitely tell that the Tonor microphone is definitely a good mic to use. You can go ahead and get yours today on Amazon.com, following the link below in the episode details.